You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Welcome to the Elevate Your Aid podcast. This is Chris McPeak, your host. And today's episode, we are featuring Erica Romero from Ever Educating. And good morning, Erica. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. And you're coming to us from Florida. I am, yes. I'm currently there enjoying the sun and the pool time while I'm stuck at home. (laughs) Are you guys on, quote, safer at home status right now? Yeah, basically. We're not supposed to be leaving. So I've been been here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying the the household culture. (laughs) Basically, yes. I mean, luckily, a lot of cooking some takeout, but again, yeah. like obviously since we have great weather here, it's not too, not too bad. So yeah. I have my parents here as well for some company. Oh, good. Well, Hey mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into your origin story. What is your vocation and how did you get into teaching and consulting? Well, I am a PhD candidate at the moment, so I've gone straight through. So it's my 12th year as a college student. And so my degree is in uh, English studies. I specialize in uh, children's and young adult literature. And so a few years ago, once I finished my coursework, it was, you know, exam year, I decided to start a blog where I can just kind of talk about, you know, education related topics um, a bit more randomly than I do now. Uh, But about a year in, I decided to really niche down into blogging about teaching tips and tools and ideas for college instructors because so many of us are grad students who have never taught before and aren't really taught how to teach. But I was lucky in that in my master's program, I took a course on you know, teaching college English. And then in my PhD at ISU, we have a pedagogy focus. So we're also taught you know, how to teach. Our orientation is like two weeks long. So I decided to kind of share my you know, knowledge and my experience having taught you know, for five years now um, on the college level. So my blog and my YouTube channel now are all about, you know, basically teaching tips, but then sometimes grad school tips as well. I love it. And I work at a community college um, in advancement and my, in my previous life, quote unquote, I, uh, I worked in college housing and residence life. So I am with you fully, like all the way in on higher education. Um, It is, it's definitely, I think, well, maybe some people, you know, go to, grade school and say, when I grow up, I want to be a college professor, but it's definitely a field that you, you discover as you're in, you know, getting your own education. And then somebody Mm -hmm. at some point taps you on the shoulder and says, Hey, you'd be great at this. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're a hall director or a grad student or a Greek advisor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to teach, but it was later on where I'm like, okay, I actually want to teach adults or young adults rather than actual, you know, training the trainers. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we connected on Ultimate Bundles, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And 
And you uh, reached out to me. I reached out to you guys about morning routines because I've been doing a series on that. So let's talk about your morning routine right now. How did you develop it and what does it consist of? Well, because of the bundle I received, since I submitted my bullet journal course for it, I received early access to the whole bundle and I took inspired riser. Um, And that one was great. And because it was all about how to create a morning routine that you can actually stick to. And so I started that in November, but of course, you know, as a college student, as an instructor, like every day is different. Right. You don't have that, you know, usual nine to five or like your day always starts at seven 30. To me, I can choose what, day, what time I wake up, you know, what I do each day, because basically all I'm doing is, you know, writing my dissertation for the most part. And so I created my routine and it was very like basic of like, okay, let's, I'll wake up in the morning. I'll say my word of the year, which is energized. And then oh, I'll do some stretching for a few minutes. I'll look at my vision board, which is on my, my phone, on my Trello app. And then I'll just plan out my day and what tasks I want to do. And so it was really simple. It's like, okay, boom, 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 boom. I'll do these four things every morning. Uh, but then we started traveling, you know, to, to various events. And then, you know, this whole, you know, virus thing happened and now we're stuck at home. And so I, I realized that my routine needed to shift because, you know, we're doing work at our house. So the room I was using is no longer available to use because it's being redone. And so I'm like, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect every single time. You can always change your routine depending on, you know, how life changes on a day-to-day basis. So at this point, my routine, you know, after reaching, I read uh, Atomic Habits by James. Oh, Taylor, yeah. Uh-huh. And that kind of helped me get into like, okay, like how can I basically habit stack and curate some good habits on my bad habits that I have? And so my current routine, again, I wake up and I see my word of the day, which is energized, but I always reach for my phone, you know, right next to, right next to my bed. It's there waiting for me. So I check my email, my social media accounts, do all those things you're not supposed to do in the morning, but I can't resist. <laughs> uh, but then because I'm already on my phone, I can go straight into Trello and look at my vision board like I did before. And I can read my, you know, affirmation of the day. I use a free app just called Affirmations. And then I get up and do my stretching, right? And then I plan out my day on my phone using my bullet journal because it's a digital bullet journal. And then my day begins after that. Okay, so you brought up two things that I definitely want to talk about, Um, the bullet journals being one. But before we go there, you mentioned Trello. And I am, how do I, I'm an aspiring Trello user because I have an account and I have boards. So to those folks that, that don't know what it is, what's Trello? How do you use it? And again, talking about habits, how do you develop a Trello habit so that it does what it's supposed to do for you? Right. So Trello is basically a project management system is what the purpose of it is. And so like you said, you can create different boards and you can basically have each board be a different aspect of your life. And then in each board, you can create cards for basically to-do lists um, or, you know, systems of your projects that you kind of just follow along as you're doing them. And so I do use it for that purpose. I do have systems for my blog and for my YouTube and for my, my dissertation, right? So I have mm-hmm. a board for each chapter of my disc, and then I have a board that just connects to each chapter so I can easily move between them. But I think, as I mentioned, I use it for my vision board, actually. So I actually have just a board called vision board, and in each card, I connected an image to. And so when you do that, the image appears automatically on your screen rather than having to click into anything. So when I open my account, I have my vision board board starred, which means it'll appear at the very beginning the top, of yeah. the top, yeah, top of the page. So I click it every morning and I just see, you know, I have a, a column for stay healthy 
And so I have, you know, an image of someone on a bike and someone stretching and someone walking and someone dancing. And then I have, you know, eat well. And I have, you know, a bowl of vegetables and a smoothie, you know, et cetera. So I just open it up every morning, you know, and it's great because since it's on my phone, and again, I'm already on there with my social media check and everything, Trello's right next to my social media accounts. And so I can just open it up really naturally and get into straight into what I envision for this year for me, as far as my health and my work and, you know, my PhD work as well. That is so cool. So if you would be willing to send us a screenshot of your Trello board, I'd love to include it as a photo in the show notes so people can yeah, see what that, what that looks like. I have two vision boards and I, they're basically the same board, but I made them at different times where my mindset, like one was definitely coming from a place of lack and the other one was coming from a place of abundance. And so I feel the energy from one more so than from the other. But um, I, yeah, I, I love my vision board, but I like the idea of it being like, like on your device. So anytime you're out and about, if you need that, that boost or that reminder, you just, cause you know, how many of us leave the house without our phones? Like nobody <laughs> keys, phone, wallet, right. like that's, that's what has to go with you anywhere you go. Very yeah, cool. Okay. The reason I have gone digital with my bullet journal too, because yeah. it's always there on my phone. Okay. So let's talk about the bullet journal. I'm still among the ignorant in terms of how they work and what makes them better than a regular journaling practice. And I had, um, I had Rachel Morin, who I guess now is a, an ultimate bundle employee. I had her on my show last week and she talked a little bit about bullet journals, but again, I'm still, you know, I see a book with lots of colors and, and pretty designs. So, um, get me into the guts of this. Like, what is cool about a bullet journal and how does it, why does it work for you? Well, I think, so a bullet journal, basically, since it's a design it yourself planner is, is how I see it. And so you can go as simple as here's a point list of what I'm going to do on day to day basis, or you can go, as you said, and design it beautifully with all the colors and you have like the medallas, all that. Right? Um, but for me, one of the weaknesses of a paper bullet journal was that, you know, you could create an index at the beginning to know what page is, let's say, your books to read list. What page is your monthly plan for April? But it's not easy to kind of flip through constantly to find each differently designed page. And so I liked the DIY, but I didn't like the difficulty of having to find everything that I created in it. And so I went digital with mine. And so basically, a digital bullet journal is a PDF that I created where bottom of the page there's in, in my main one there's six little circles and so when you click them they're hyperlinked to six different sections of the pdf and so i can just like click on each page and i immediately go to my section that's about healthy eating my section that's about my research and my section and so on and so forth and so i can still do the diy each page i can design myself so i have templates built in but then i can also have blank pages where Let's say I see a recipe online that I really want to try out. I take a, you know, a screenshot of it and I just add it to a page on my bullet journal section for healthy eating. And now I have my recipe there to write on or printing it and pasting it into my paper one. And so it's a great way to stay organized, but there's so much way of customizing it that I really like the creative outlet that it provides me to. That's really cool. And I think too, for people that would like to use that methodology, but feel like they're not 
artistic maybe um, is a great way to right. utilize that format. And again, I love that it's, it's compact and you can still, you can make edits as you go and, and change things. And I love the idea of the different pieces being hyperlinked. So like, what do I want to focus on today? I'm just going to click on that and that, and that it seems so simple. <laughs> Okay, everybody out there in Elevate Your Eight land, raise your hand if you're working remotely for the first time ever and you're just a little freaked out about it. Join the club, you guys, and know that you're definitely not alone. The current environment is dictating that we practice social distancing, which means many of us are setting up shop in our homes and trying to figure this the hell out. I really wanna help folks get through this, be distraction-free, find that productive space in a home office that you don't really have. That's why I created a brand new ebook, Five Simple Secrets for Working From Home. The book gives you five steps to creating a space that makes you feel comfortable, sets you up for success, and lets you move forward during a time when it would be really easy to fall backwards. Working remotely doesn't have to be hard, you guys, but you do need to do a little bit of work, and that's what you got me for. Grab the free book right now at chrismcpeak.com. The link is right on the front of my homepage, in your face, and ready for you to grab it. But before you do that, why don't we get back to today's show? It's pretty simple. Basically, it's just a hyperlink PDF, and then I use a PDF annotator app. So I use Notes 4, which is, I think, 79. But there's free ones, too, like Notes Writer, which is a free app that you can open up. And again, you just upload the PDF, and all the links in it will work. And so you can annotate it to your heart's desire. And of course, it, it never, you know, there's no limit to how many pages you can have in it. Whereas yeah. in a paper one, you know, eventually you have to replace them constantly. Right. This yeah. one, you don't have to. I'm going to fill up that book and now I have to go buy another one. And dang it, I really right. wanted to write about this today. <laughs> yes, exactly. You said Notes 4 is the app that you use? So Good, good Notes 4. So there's Good a Notes five, 4. Okay. I like Good Notes 4. So, <laughs> yeah. And then the free one, which is Notes write, Writer, like you're writing, okay. is also a great one. What makes the paid version better than the free version? So I just like GoodNotes because, oh, I'm used to it, right? But it has, I feel it's a bit more user-friendly and, and it has, I think, more tools as well to use. So I've just found it very easy to customize. And with NotesWriter, since I haven't used it as often, I feel, you know, it, the process of adding pages takes a little longer than it does in GoodNotes. And so I just feel it's more intuitive to pay Got for, it. you know. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to have to go play with that. Okay, so we're both educators. Uh, I work at a community college, and of course, we've gone completely online, remote instruction with everything that's going on with COVID-19. And I will say, I, I respect the faculty at my institution very much, but some of them are having a really hard time adjusting to this digital format. So how would you advise professors on how to get a better grip on technology? Or if you could give them one tip that would be like, this is going to help you more than anything else. What would you, what would you say? <laughs> okay. Well, if you want a huge tip, then I, I do have a blog post about teaching online and it Great. has, you know, three videos now. So one is a learning management, management system tutorial. One is about five online teaching tools that you can try out. And then underneath it, I have, I wrote out some activity ideas for each tool. And now I also have a, a Loom Pro tutorial um, because that's one tool I really like. It's free for all educators and students. Yeah. And so uh, that's uh, evereducating.com slash online dash teaching dash tools. Okay. I'll put, so, we'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Uh, but basically, I think sticking to your LMS would be my top tip. 
because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to start using Zoom. I'm going to do synchronous teaching and I'm going to try recording my videos and all that. But you never know, you know, what's going to happen in your life and your students' life. You know, do they have great internet access or not? If they don't, videos can be very hard. Yes. You know, being all online at the same time is very hard. So I think sticking to your LMS, right? Because at least in ours, we have discussion forums, right? Which is all typed out. Um, or you can link videos if you want to, but it doesn't have to be. You know, ours has chat rooms. So the chat rooms can be a synchronous version of discussion rather than the asynchronous versions of the forums. And so I find, you know, the chat rooms app is particularly helpful because you can just have different topics and like, okay, well, we're going to, we had this reading that we did this week yeah. and here are five elements of the reading that I think should be on a discussion. Pick two of these, these chat rooms and join your, your, your classmates and let's talk about this for a while. And then you can facilitate all five pretty easily because you can just change between them, you know, on your screen and you know, you don't have that. There's now 30 students or 60 students all in one chat room. The chat will, will go too fast, right? To really be right. able to have a discussion. But if you have multiple going on at the same time, it's not too hard to move between them and your students could be, you know, okay, well, there's 10 of us or there's five of us having this discussion more easily. And so, yeah. So when you say, LMS. when you say LMS, you're referring to learning management system. Yes. And these are things like Canvas, Blackboard. I don't know yes. all the different yeah, we have ones. We have Sakai. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, oh my gosh, I can remember going back 2000, oh, this is almost 17 years. Um, I worked at Arizona State University for a while and you could take, you could take unlimited classes for 25 bucks a semester, which was a beautiful thing. Oh. But I took a, a couple online courses, um, one of which I will never forget because it was brilliant. Um, it was, my gosh, it was like the role of aliens in society, but it wasn't just, it wasn't alien like space creature. It was alien like foreign or um, right. unidentifiable. And it was the most fantastic class, but we did everything. There was no like, there was no instruction per se. Everything was done on the Blackboard app and the reading assignments were there. And we, we had an ongoing chat based on the assignment. So if it was like, we're going to read chapter one and two of this book, and then here's a question. So the whole thing was done the whole thing was done remotely and just through the application as you're suggesting. So there was, there was no video. And I, I will tell you what, it was pretty, there were days it was pretty intense with the way yeah. people were responding to, um, to conversations and stuff. And that worked really fine for me. And so much so that like, I remember the experience 17 years later and I, you know, couldn't tell you, I don't know. I, I made A's in all of my college classes in English literature, but I could not tell you Jack squat about Chaucer anymore. Um, Cause you know, learning, no, for neither can I. Neither can I. Yeah. that difference between learning for comprehension and learning for grades. And that's a whole other, maybe I should have you back and we can talk about learning. Um, yes, that's for something sure. that gets, uh, I get a bug in my butt every time I think about some of that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, okay. So LMS fantastic. And I, you mentioned loom. I use loom as well. Let's, um, tell the people who are listening what, what loom is, what loom is and how you use it. Yeah, so Loom is basically you pre-record videos and you could have, you know, your screen being recorded at the same time that you are. Like you can be on the bottom of the screen, on the top of the screen, wherever you want to appear or not if you just don't want to be shown at all. Or you can do just camera view where you're recording yourself and not your screen. And so what I like about it, it's a free tool and now it's free for all educators and students if you use your EDU email address. Yeah. And so 
basically, you know, you can record your lecture, your PowerPoint, your Google Slides, or going through a PDF per se. And what I love about it is that it, when, once you finish recording the video, it automatically creates a link to that video. Mm-hmm. You don't have to upload it on YouTube or your LMS. It can just be there. You just copy the link and you share it with your students on the LMS or via email or the case may be. And you could password protect the link so mm-hmm. that your students need to input a password or to actually see the video. You can create a, use the call to action button and you could actually add a URL to the video so they can click, let's say, to the reading that you're talking about in your lecture. And so it's basically a recording tool that's really easy to use. And again, it curates the links automatically, which makes yeah. it easy to send out to. And I love that if you, if you want to edit it, you can edit it too. And I, mm-hmm. sometimes that part is a little challenging for me, but um, I yeah. like that if for some reason, cause I used it, I use it to do um, live scholarship workshops with students. So I, mm-hmm. I get them to join up on zoom, but then I record the workshop itself on loom and, uh, okay. and then, and kick that out to, to students, put it on the website, stuff like that. So um, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we are so blessed right now with all these, tools and, and applications and, and opportunities to, you know, use all this great software to, to help students move forward and learn. And, and uh, yeah, I think it just, it takes a little bit of grit because you kind of have to dig in and figure it out. But once you know it, it's, you know, there's so much simplicity to it that it, uh, it makes me smile to think about the things we're capable of doing with these tools. Yeah. And Loom too, since it has, at least if you have an iPad, it, they have the app on the Apple app store too. So you can mm-hmm. actually use your iPad, your free notes writer app can be a whiteboard, right? And you can just write out on, t- on your tablet as you're, you know, recording your lecture with your PowerPoints. And so I kind of go through that in the tutorial that I mentioned before. Awesome. Okay. So what's your, your website is evereducating.com? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll link that in the show notes. And, and I, you've got a pretty substantial YouTube channel with, with your, your teaching videos and stuff like that. So yeah. And that's ever educating as well. Yeah. Love stuff. Okay. Let's do some rapid fire. Cause I've just recently got into asking these and I enjoy it. It's fun. You know, I'm a pop culture kind of girl. So, um, okay. <clears throat> would you rather take a nap or take a walk? A walk. Do you prefer white wine or red wine? I don't drink. Very good. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> if I had to, Pepsi. Okay. I'm a big water drinker. I'm a water drinker. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I'm not going to filtered water or tap water. No, that's a stupid <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, donuts or cupcakes? Cupcakes. Madonna or Lady Gaga? Uh, Lady Gaga. Do you have any tattoos? I do not yet. What, what, what kind of tattoo would you like to get? A very small one on my wrist. Okay. I have one of those. It's my my, my marathon tattoo. Awesome. Um, Okay. This is the big one. Stresses me out even to think about asking it, but who in your opinion is the best Batman? Hmm. I mean, I really liked Christian Bale. Like he, he was great. I feel in the role. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. So you get A plus. Ding, 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 ding. Perfect. Okay. We have been chatting today with Erica Romero of Ever Educating and all of her stuff will be linked up in the show notes. So faculty, if you're listening, go check her stuff out. It's going to be very helpful to you in this challenging time. Erica, this has been a slice of heaven. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. (laughs) You know, what I think we need more than ever right now is a way to take care of ourselves and cope with what might be phrased as the new normal. Many of you are working from home for the first time ever. 
You're seeing your kids all day long and needing a way to connect with others in a way that's responsible and safe. I've got a one-stop shop for you at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Do you need some self-care? Got it. How about some true reinvestment in your faith? No problem. Feeling, quote, stuck at home and need help and an escape? I've got your back. Some of my favorite peeps, including Allison Melody, Marissa Iman, and Ultimate Bundles, have some kick-ass resources right now, and you can find all the goods at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Be there or be square. <laughs>